A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash malicious compliance video. If you want to comply to making a difference, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our first story of the day is by Warlando Boom. Lady demanded I set up her Apple Watch. I sell phones and everything that goes with phones in a retail setting. The job's gotten frustrating because the people who still go into a retail store are often just people who can't figure out how to work a website and won't bother to read anything. This is true for my customer the other day. This woman comes in and buys an Apple Watch and wants me to set it up for her. I'm more than happy to do so, but it really just boils down to her needing to configure it to her specifications. Things like deciding which wrist it'll be set for. The lady demands that I just do all the setup for her while she gets coffee. I insist she stays because it's going to ask her things that I can't answer if she's not there. She blows me off and tells me to just do it and she'll be back. I set it up and just guess what she wants. When it comes to her height and weight, I just put 6 foot 2, 385 pounds and set it to notify her about her daily workout progress as much as possible. She's probably more like 5 foot 5, 130 pounds. She came in mad that her watch keeps calling her fat and telling her she needs to walk more. If you found yourself in this situation and you're trying to explain to her, ma'am, there's very personal things that you have to be here to answer, and they go, no, 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 just set it up, I'll be back. Would you try and make your best judgment of like what the answers could be? Or would you just say, okay, forget it, I'm just gonna get to the setup as fast as possible. Maybe even try and slip in some stuff that will annoy her. Let me know what you would do in the comments down below. This next story is by Dodi Milodi. You need to get your numbers up ASAP. No exceptions. This happened a few years ago. At the time, I was working for a local ISP, internet service provider, in one of their shops. My job was basically tech support on the spot, i.e. data transfer from devices, opening tickets for customers for their outages and the sort. Among my duties, I had to sell phone equipment such as cases, chargers, etc. I really liked my job. The customers were somewhat nice being that they're mostly older people who didn't know how to use their device. I enjoyed helping them and in return they'd stop by with pastries from local bakeries. I had this one boss who was a stickler for numbers. Now he wasn't necessarily a bad boss, but his unhinged obsession with our targets was weird. The man could not comprehend that sales were down because no people were coming in. Weird guy. Anyway, one day he calls me up to his office and has this strange one-on-one talk with me about how I need to get my sales numbers up, even though I don't work in sales. I asked him if he had a certain idea how I should do this, seeing as most of my clientele are older people who don't need selfie sticks, external batteries, and stuff like that. Figure it out. Offer it to everyone. No exceptions. A few weeks go by, and he calls me up to his office again for what I thought would be a one-on-one again, but lo and behold, he needs a favor. His dad was in town, and he would need me to stay an extra paid hour to transfer data from his dad's old phone to a new one because he had an important meeting to attend. Sure thing, boss. His dad comes in, and this man is such a good guy. We started talking and laughing about sports, cars, and other different stuff, and then it hit me. Cue malicious compliance. I offer this man everything, 
stuffed his bag with all the goodies, and the final bill came up to around $200 instead of free. He walked out happy. My boss, on the other hand, wasn't so cheerful. Never again was my productivity questioned. I quit a few months later. All of a sudden, they realized how weirdly slimeball it seems that this IT guy that's supposed to do services just tries and pushes all of these extra things. Trust me, if your power goes out, you're gonna want this external battery. Somebody's grandpa's on the other side like, well, that does sound pretty important. This next story is by Gray Sox. Ground Rent Charge A previous post about mortgage payment reminded me of the situation I had a few years ago, so here goes. I bought a house in Manchester, UK, which I thought was freehold, but turned out to have an ancient ground rent, sort of like a leasehold. This ground rent was the grand sum of four British pounds per year. For the first few years, I received a hand-typed bill once per year, as the ground rent was owned by an elderly lady. Presumably, the ground rent was an old family asset. I paid the bill promptly by check. After all, it was only four pounds. Now, I think the elderly lady died, because for a while, the charge was collected by a legal company in charge of her estate. However, the ground rent was then sold to a large company whose primary business was debt collection and who were aggressive about collecting the rent quarterly. Still, that was not really a problem, but I was annoyed enough at having to send four checks for £1.5 a year to investigate further with a view to purchasing the whole thing myself. I found out that firstly that all these ancient ground rents would be annulled in 2020 or somewhere around then, so there wasn't actually much to pay if I wanted to purchase the whole thing. I think it was about £80. I also found out from that under the ancient law pertaining to these ground rents that I had to pay the fee or give them produce from the land to the value of the fee. I told you it was ancient. Additionally, the ground rent holder had to collect the rent, that is, at the door, in person. So, next time the new company sent me a vaguely threatening bill, I simply sent them a letter offering produce from my garden to the value of the fee. I had some nice tomatoes at the time, so I offered them those, and left it to them to decide when they wished to collect. Of course, the company never came to collect any tomatoes and tried to get me to send the money, and threatened legal action, etc. However, once I sent another letter to their legal guy, pointing him to the law on the matter, I then received a one-off offer to buy the entire ground rent for £25 which I did. A good result, as I was completely happy with buying at the market price of 80. This is just the weirdest game of deal or no deal. Pay 80 pounds or continue to pay the ground rent. Then OP's there like, well, I got some tomatoes. No deal. Open up a few more cases, you point out to the lawyer the law. Okay, listen, 25 pounds and we'll go away forever, please. Mmm, okay, deal. Our next story is by Kiwi Bertsy. Won't fix the ramp, but give me the ability to close it? Okay then. A few years ago, I ended up working at a remote work site. The crew I worked with had multiple jobs, one of which was unloading the truck that came in once a week with all of the site's food. The unloading area was at the back of the kitchen and hadn't been designed well originally. It was an uneven gravel ramp that led up to a roughly four-foot loading dock. In an ideal world, the truck would be able to back up to the loading dock and the job would be reasonably easy. However, the ramp wasn't very wide. There was a dog leg in the run up to it, and also the truck would be at an angle so moving the pallets of food would be tough. So the workaround was to have a forklift take the food from the truck 
drive up the gravel ramp, and drop the food on the dock. When I first got there, we had a forklift operator who had worked with a forklift for years. He was good, like really good. He made it seem easy. This wasn't my first job working around forklifts, and I really appreciated how good this guy was. I'm not sure many others, especially management, realized that he made this short but tricky run in the forklift look way easier than it actually was. He left, and management scrambled to get another guy licensed to drive the forklift. This guy didn't have the experience, and he struggled. He lost a load off of his fork at one point, and it was kind of scary. He was a yes man, and there wasn't many other options, so he persevered. A lot of us were worried it was just a matter of time before he tipped the forklift over the edge of the ramp. The solution would have been to redesign the ramp or at least pave it. The gravel was a large part of the problem. It was a little thick so the tires would spin a bit off kilter and it would develop potholes. The forklift needed to get a run up to carry speed up this ramp. That's how bad it was. We complained, but the company didn't want to do anything because they were building a new kitchen in the other side of the camp, so this one was going to be decommissioned. However, there had been zero work done on the new kitchen in the three to four months I'd been there. This remote site was in Australia, and they have some pretty strict health and safety laws there. Companies will often have you fill out cards every day of what we saw that was maybe dangerous. I filled out one for this ramp every single week we had to use it, but they didn't do anything. The system was really there to cover themselves, i.e. you knew it was dangerous, it says here on the card, so why did you keep doing the thing? While also expecting us to keep doing the thing, how else are we going to get the food inside? However, one of the other rules pretty much gave the right for any employer to tag out something that isn't safe. The company can't overrule this, as if they do, then something happens, it's on them. These tags are normally used with machinery, i.e. the machine's broken, can't be used until it's fixed. The tagout system's not really designed for an area. Cue malicious compliance. The ramp is broken and dangerous. I decide I'm going to tag it out. I collected some cones and ropes and tagged it out. Went straight into the office to tell management what I did. Their faces were priceless. They had a week to come up with a solution as I did this immediately after we'd unloaded the weekly food drop. At first they told us that from now on we'd have to walk the boxes of food up to the storage areas. This was obviously an attempt to turn the other crew members on me. However, the cook stopped that idea dead. The weather was hot. The majority of the food was chilled or frozen. We were only so many, there would have been a lot of food waste. So after a day or so, they got to work putting in a paved path for the forklift. It was the bare minimum they would do because they were building a new kitchen, but apparently it cost them $7,000 and pulled guys away from other duties to do it. Needless to say, I was not a popular person, and I heard that some of management wanted to fire me, but there wasn't anything they could do. I left two months after anyway. I love that at this circus of a workplace, OP finally stands up and gets the item fixed, and then two months later, dips anyways. At least they made the situation nicer for the people that have to still work there. Our next story is by the Uncle Bob. Mortgage sold to a company that wants to charge me $14.95 to pay my bill online so I send them a check every week for one-fourth the amount instead. I figure someone might get a kick out of this. Last year, for like the sixth time since we bought our house, our mortgage was sold to yet another company. 
I've never been late paying for it, have occasionally made extra payments, never had any issues. But this new company wants to charge me a $14.95 convenience fee to take a payment online. This is absolutely stupid. I can make a payment over the phone and pay another fee, or I can mail a check or money order for no fee. Also, I can set up auto pay, giving them access to my bank account, but that's a hard no for me. So I went online, and my bank has a neat bill pay service where you can set to repeat weekly, monthly, etc. Took the monthly payment, rounded it up a bit, then set my bank to cut them a check every week for a bit over one-fourth the amount. Doesn't cost me a dime. I don't even pay postage. I'm sure the money comes out of the account a little earlier than the mortgage company actually gets it, losing me a tiny bit of interest or something, but man. It makes me feel better that for trying to charge me 15 bucks for what is essentially an automated process for them, they now get to process four to five checks a month. And sure, I'm sure they have that whole process down to an art for minimal human interaction, but it's not zero. I really wanted to press my luck and send one thirtieth of a payment every day, but I figured my bank might just cut me off at that point. No thank you, I'll send you your daily $3 check starting tomorrow. Uh, wait, what, sir? $3 what? Click. The once a week is definitely, like, already excessive. 1.30th every single day is so over the top. And our final story of the day is by I Am Root. Won't move my classes and refusing to give me back my money? Fine by me. I'll just use your procedures. This one's not me but my significant others, and it's short and sweet. We're living abroad. She's doing her master's and studying the local language at our university. The language classes are paid for, and they push you to sign up and pay for the next level during the course of the current one. All you have to do is pass the exam, although if you fail, you get your money back and you can retake the exam to start later. She found out that the university has classes that are conflicting with the language classes. So, of course, the language classes are secondary in priority. She calls to reschedule the language classes but gets denied. They offer to refund 75% of her money and hold the rest as administrative fees if there's someone else to take her place. So instead of losing her money and trying to reason with them, she just failed the test instead and got her money back? She'll sign up later for the next level when there's no scheduling conflicts and that test is going to be free as an intake exam. Isn't it just weird how they have one policy where if you just sit there, wait for the inevitable, it actually works out pretty well for you. But if you go to them and say, okay, this result's inevitable anyways, just give me the refund now and we'll sort it out. They start going, whoa, 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 listen, that's not how it works around here, okay? You can't just get a refund. Before they even finish talking, you'd probably be like, okay, I'll just not show up and fail and at the end of the semester, I'll be here for my refund, see you then, click. I doubt they'll ever notice or care, but I kind of wish that somebody did see this situation and at the very end we're like, oh wait, yeah that is kind of weird that we just wouldn't allow that to happen. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods 
for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.